Hey friend, I'm so excited to be sharing today's episode with you. Now I think back to what I was like in my late teens, my early 20s, I really wish that I had met or listened to a podcast or watched a video or something with somebody like Cara because Cara is talking about money and money when it comes to young people. So this might not necessarily be an episode that applies to you personally, but if you're a mum and maybe you've got older kids, maybe you have got younger children, like I do, all of the time in the back of our minds, we're thinking about preparing them for the future, setting them up for success. And money is a huge part of that. So you're going to get to meet Cara. She has an amazing story. And Cara actually graduated college debt free. And she's now on a quest to help other students do the same. Cara is a Christian entrepreneur. She is an amateur snowboarder and a recovering overachiever. She enjoys goal setting, budgeting, and living a debt-free lifestyle. And she wants to help you or your children to achieve the same. Cara has a podcast called Money and Mental Peace, and she has a course that is upcoming, which is called the Debt-Free College Blueprint. This is a really exciting and interesting episode. And I really highly recommend that if you know like an older, maybe like a teenager or somebody who is at college or at university, this is the episode to share with them. Or if you've got like a sister or a brother who's got older children, or maybe you are a teacher like I used to be, and you have got children in your classroom who are thinking about going away to college or to university, you definitely want to be sharing this episode with them and then linking up and finding out more about what Cara does. Her attitude is great. I love her drive, her enthusiasm, and her mission really is to help other students to get through college without ending up with lots and lots of debt. It's a massive scary thing that can be really off-putting for parents and for students when it comes to making that a decision about what is next, what is coming when they leave school. So, Go and grab a pen and paper. Make sure you share this episode because I know that you will know somebody who needs to hear this. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Hi. 
Right, I'm very excited to be chatting with the lovely Cara today. I'm not going to do too much of an intro because I think you've got an incredible story that I know the ladies listening to this podcast are really, really going to appreciate. But you are one of my younger guests to have on the podcast. So thank you. That's really exciting. And it's really amazing how we get to connect as podcast hosts from across the globe and we can share information and just come together. And I think, you know, this was definitely, I feel very blessed to have met you. And this was a really interesting topic that we are going to have a chat about to do with money. And we don't talk about money enough, do we? And that's something that I think we need to get over in a sense. And my podcast here, it's all about getting over ourselves because we talk about some really tricky topics on this podcast when it comes to our bodies. So Cara, thank you so much for your time. Welcome. And yeah, share a bit about you and your really interesting story. Thank you for having me. I love this. So I I do kind of want to connect back. I, I found um, SJ right through another kind of through a podcasting group. And when I got her information, I was like, this connects to what I love because I I love to help, you know, your listeners with this topic of my story, but also part of my story is being able to handle my feminine cycle and like go through college or university, right? Like you said, you've called it handling finances is so much connected mentally to your mental health and even be able to think clearly to deal with it and process it. Anyways, that's that's my little soapbox. So my story is I took Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University in high school as like one of my math, like personal finance, right? Math classes. And it was inspiring to me. I was like, wow, there's a way to uh, build wealth healthfully, if that's a word, and, and, and to be able to give and to live like no one else now. So later you can live like no one else, you know? And I was like, I, I so want to be able to do this type of thing. The stuff I want to do in life is going to cost money. I'd love to travel stuff. I enjoy there's charities and groups that I would love to just give crazy generously to either one. Right. But I want to go to college university. I did end up going to a university, but I went to a community college too. So I'm going to call it that. So um, I love that. I I love that you're saying that because we were talking just off before we started recording about don't worry if I say university, you say college. We know we're talking about the same thing. It's fine. (laughs) It's all good. But I didn't know what I wanted to study. I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this, but I really want to graduate debt free because I want to be able to like go into life afterwards. And I think of it like this. When someone's getting ready to get married, the wedding takes so much planning, but you don't want an amazing wedding and a terrible marriage. You want to also be preparing for the marriage sometimes. Well, yes, more importantly than the wedding, but sometimes the wedding has, you know, those priority details. So I wanted to be able to go to college and prepare for life. What's beyond that? I'm not saying I'm standing here like I hate when I hate people to get loans or something, but like, I, that's what I was interested in doing. And, um, we can go into details, however you want me to focus, but through a series of going in thinking loans, aren't even an option, like divorce isn't even an option. Um, I'm not married and I always use these marriage analogies, but (laughs) I think that it worked well. It took me a little longer and I, didn't know what I wanted to do. That's why I did it kind of slower, but I did it through a series of testing out of classes for really cheap um, grants, scholarships, 
and just out of pocket. And some of that was connected to internships I did like with the National Park Service, you know, so that was a pretty cool option. And that allowed me for after college, the month after college, I started my business. I started an LLC and I started uh, saving for retirement. And I actually graduated with thousands of dollars in the bank that I was saving to use for college. And then I got enough like scholarships that I didn't need to use it all, right? That's all well and good. And I have a podcast now telling people stuff how I do it. But what like excitement and peace this brought me. And that's what I have talked to other people, other hosts about. It's almost like this equation, which I minored in math. So I'm a nerd here. Um, I don't use it now, but I liked it enough to minor in it. So it's almost like money and money peace can lead to mental peace, can lead to physical peace. And that doesn't mean it's the most important thing in life, but we have to get out of a mindset that money's bad. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, but that's the love of money, meaning it's an idol. Money in itself can be used for amazing good. And so I started my podcast to help Christian college girls graduate from college debt-free, but also with this mental health intact. And I talked to a lot of, honestly, most of the podcasts I'm on is like homeschool moms and like mom podcasts and finance podcasts to describe how it can be done with your sanity intact. And it also helps your physical health. That's, that's the overview of my story. And, you know, there are details in each um, layer of those, but that's kind of how I got started in everything. We've heard a bit of your story. Can we rewind a little bit? And this is one of the things that I always go back to when I'm talking on this podcast about cycle thinking and learning about our bodies. I was taught about my body by a man in a science lab. And what about finances? Because I can't actually remember ever, and I'm 40, so I'm quite a bit older than you are. I can't ever remember being sat down in school, right? this is money and this is how money works. And, you know, I, I look at my daughter now, she's four years old and we kind of play like shops and things like that with money. But in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, I want to show, like be able to have a conversation with her to help her understand money better. From like your experience, were you ever taught about money in school? There are a couple angles to this, not really in college, but I was actually homeschooled for part of my life. I wasn't actually specifically taught about money in handling it sense, but I was about like, this is like how you count money, you know, like that kind of thing. And then in high school, I had done this um, personal finance class, but I agree. High schools send out children who know how to, I don't know, make a resume, which is awesome and other things. And, you know, diagram a sentence, use the quadratic formula, which I love because I still memorize the quadratic formula because I put a song to it, but um, not like change a tire, cook and budget, right? And so I concur that it's hard in that situation. I I would say 90% of my money excitement in, in this like how I just kind of put this into my career was just, it grew in me and I looked, I sought it out, but I will acknowledge that of that 10% that was like parents and family and whatever, my parents were great. They have a little bit different angle in the sense of like, they just grew up with, I don't know, the traditional like teaching and 
credit score and whatever. And I decided to not do loans. And they went to get by a van, a used van one time. And the guy was like, wow, you have the best credit score I've ever seen. So it's a little bit of different mindset, but they were like, you, you pay back if you borrow something or you just don't buy it or whatever. So I think if I'm talking to other moms listening, whether your kids are little or older or out of the house and you're stressing about their money decisions, it trickles down from the top. It's like, what is your mindset and then your actions around money? Kids do and follow and learn what they see, not often what they're told. Um, but there are other fun ways to do it. Like uh, Dave Ramsey has a board game that you like have to, to win. You have to get out of debt and like you go around the board and different things happen and, and probably not for four-year-olds, but you know, like some elementary age, you know, you can adjust the rules or, or middle school and up and it's fun. And there are so many cool ways to teach about money in that regard. So I would say, yes, I have a little bit, but like it trickles down from the top from like mindset. And even like what you talk about, anyone listening, what was your mom's view of her body or her period or whatever? And how did that affect you? That could be the same with money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, isn't it? What and I do, I say that a lot about the way that we're talking about ourselves and our bodies is what our children are going to see. I'm always very aware of that, having a daughter. And I love what you said there about what you see at the top is is definitely trickling down. I know there's going to be women, my audience are mums like me who have got, some have got younger children, quite a lot have got older children who are sort of like early teens. What kind of advice would you be giving those mums if they're starting to think about setting their kids up for success when it comes to their finances, their attitude about money. And I know that you talk a lot about sort of this idea of like money and mental peace is the name of your podcast, isn't it? What could they sort of be incorporating into those kind of conversations? How do they go about doing it to help their children to be successful when it comes to money? I am going to touch on what we just said about like a parent's mindset. I think if your money works well and handles well it works for you not you're working for it and you have an excitement around money Um, not that it's your idol but like it can motivate people and that's fine then kids can catch that bug of excitement but that takes into account (laughs) budgeting with people often hate that word so this is just what I'm going to say about budgeting it's like your time you can change your time you budget your time you plan to go to work this time but you do know you that you have a sick or a personal day and your best friend comes to town, you decide to take the personal day that day. Your budget is set so you know where your money's going, but something comes up, you can change it. You just write it down so you know what happened. I just want to give people that mindset that it's it's freedom. There's freedom around budgeting, but how that can set up their kids for success is again, there's that abstract and then the practical, right? So again, the abstract is I'd say well, it can still be practical. It's conversations and not just talking to your kids, but what do you think about maybe just what do you think about money is a broad term, but it depends on how chatty your kids are. But like, what do you think about that much? You know, you go in the store, the price, like, would, would you buy that much? And what do you think about this? And there's different levels of how in depth you can get to teaching your kids on this, but I've read of some parents and I would love to do this sometime as their kids grow up, giving them their own budget, meaning, oh, you're going to go to this many birthday parties in the next few months. I don't know how much 
it's going to be more than $10, but just for sake of like rounding a number, here's $10. How much are you going to spend on each? And like letting your kid take over some of the reins of their life to handle things. I've, I've heard of some like parents with high schoolers, pretty much any money that they would be spending just for living, you know, like helping their high schoolers survive, they would put into an account, set up a budget and make their kids handle it. Well, teach them alongside. So there's anything from like um, conversational and mindset to more concrete, give your kids physically over to handling this. And I would also throw out handling physical money so that's not just like this thing up in the cloud. I love my debit card and I use it for a lot of things, but like handling physical money. Um, and if you don't mind reminding me, was that the answer to your question or were you talking about specifically beyond to college university as well? No, so that was definitely a really good starting point. Just thinking about um, like children having those kind of conversations about money. And I love um, the fact that you just mentioned about like the physical aspect of money, because I think one of the downsides, and I don't know if you agree with me on this at the moment, is that where we've been through COVID, I don't know if it's the same in the States, people don't want to handle cash. Like here, there's so many shops here that, they won't accept cash from us and you just have to be and it's so easy to tap your card and tap your card and my daughter's play sets now she's got like this little pepper pig till and it comes with some pennies and some notes but it also comes with a card that taps on the machine and makes a little bit of a ping noise and it's just replicating that process so she's learning right now that when you pay for things you have this magic card that just taps and then off you go and I really I was really sort of watching her when she was playing with that the other day and I was thinking we really are going to have to have when she's a little bit older we're going to have to have a conversation about what this card is and what what that means and the other thing I just wanted to go back to that I love what you said because I talk about productivity and time management on this podcast. So we are talking about budgeting time all the time, like all the the time. And I love what you said about how your budget isn't doesn't have to be a bad word but it's just a case of like budgeting your your money in the same way as you would with your time and just sometimes that time or that money gets spent in other ways I really really resonated with that I thought that was brilliant so let's talk children who are going to college going to university if you could maybe So they're finishing their last year in school. I think it would be high school for you, wouldn't it, before you go. So they're finishing like their last year in school. They've done their exams. They're ready to go off to university. They're all excited. What would you be saying to them? Yeah, absolutely. That is exciting. It's exciting. It's okay. First of all, as a parent listening, you're probably excited and nervous and it's like all the emotions, right? And then you're like, I remember when he was two, you know, is all the things. So maybe you need to know what, time in your cycle you're in to know why you're crying all the time (laughs) just wanted to throw that out there uh when when you're happy and able to I think that is time still conversations conversations like just you know listening and in questions and what do you want to go into and all this that and the other thing but I do want to make just a blanket statement first I deal like with college university like that's this of my career and I'm here to tell anyone listening that college is unnecessary. It's it can be awesome. It can be so important. And now, now I didn't say education isn't because I think we can always be lifelong learners. But I mean, throwing your kid to the wolves 
if they're not maturely ready for it or emotionally mental health, like whatever, I don't know what your situation is, but I'm just sitting here saying, I'm not someone who's like your kid. Yep. They're gone. They're 18 or whatever. They're out of here. Why I'm saying that is so many different students have different um, inclinations and asking them, what are you interested in studying? How do you think we're going to pay for this? And I want to go back to what you said, giving over cash hurts a little bit versus a card. So there's a time of students don't realize how much debt this, that, or the other thing will take. It's almost like if they would see if they got a college loan, a student loan, oh, not just it's this amount of money, let's say $5,000 or however much for you. It's usually more than that, but let's just say 5,000 just for math's sake. It's not just 5,000. It's how many years of your life, your money is not going to be your own. That could, you, someone could pay that off in one year. It could go up to five, 10, way more, especially if they're just paying minimum payments. Interest is going to keep growing. They'll never pay it off in their life within reason. There's a time of, um, <laughs> listen, what I'm saying is not hurt your child, but like open your child up to the ouch of money and the considerations that that take. Um, but then if we're talking more practical coming in, I, I do want to throw out there awesome opportunities and suggestions. Um, there's grants, scholarships, and working to pay on some money. And I don't know about where you are, but our community colleges are amazing. I actually, <laughs> I thought community was harder than when I went to university. That can depend on what you study, but I'm just trying to say there are good um, yeah. there's good education there. And I can go more in depth than like grant scholarships, paying, testing out if you would like, but that's the, that's the gist of one to the next. Yeah. And I really liked the blanket statement that you put out there. Cause, um, I don't know if you know this, but I actually used to be a teacher myself. So oh, I was no, teaching, cool. I was teaching children from 11 to 18. We were getting them through. So we have GCSEs and we have A-levels here. And we would be getting them through GCSEs, going through A-levels, getting them to university. And everything that we were doing was gearing to push them through this academic system to go to university. And I really agreed with what you said is, do they actually really need to be going to university? Is it definitely something that they really, really feel committed to? Because I know from my 14 years in the classroom, I was there were children who were going through the system who were going off to university because they didn't know that there was actually anything else that they could be doing or something that would be better suited to them. And I don't know if it's the same for you in the US, but we're really I'm really glad to see now that there are so many more opportunities for for students to be going into jobs and going into jobs where they're going to be learning and getting qualifications as they're going as they're they're in the workplace and that is often so much better suited for some people than it is for others to be going straight into this academic route and getting into debt because they the tuition fees here are higher than they have ever been so you know students are coming out of three years at university here with you know sort of 30 40 50 thousand pounds worth of debt which is massive and it's that conversation I guess you need to be having as they're they're getting ready to think about going off to college or university is that going to be the right route for them yeah yeah exactly and and uh, in my opinion for example a gap year isn't 
terrible. I did it. I connected with our, you know, the U.S.'s National Park Service. I learned how to write a federal government grant. I started a kayak program and I got to kayak and get paid for it. And then I ended up getting a uh, education award through it. Like you're right with what you're saying. It's not always for every kid. And there's a lot of testing things you can go on or like volunteer stuff to learn what the kid likes to do. But um, I, I did want to speak out to there for someone who's like, okay, my child isn't academically inclined. I know other people, there's other trade schools or just entrepreneurial or other work out there, or just start at a company build up that's available, but will they really be successful? Now, what do we count as success? It could be time, money, location, and freedom in that. But if you're talking money, because we're talking money in this time, I would want someone to think of this. If, if they got through one or two years of trade school, that's what it would be like for us over here. And then, um, and you know, able to work in the summer or took a gap year before, whatever, got through it debt-free, they're 20 years old. They have a just median, you know, medium income, but they're not paying off student loans. And maybe they bought a solid, reliable, but relatively cheap car. So they don't have a big car loan and they are investing for us. Maybe they're investing, I don't know, $300 a month, every month until they're 40 or whatever. I, I I'm saying those times specifically because I have calculated that recently, if someone would do like 300 for like 20 years, like they're up to like $600,000 or a million dollars in retirement savings. They could retire at 40. Is that not successful? I'm not saying money is only the gauge of success, but if that's what we're viewing that as, if it's a student that's not as uh, academic focused, I, I guess that's, that's my angle to these types of things. No, absolutely. And I love your brain is very mathematical isn't it and I love that you're sort of like unpacking that and, and you've sort of figured those numbers out and it, when we are talking about success I think your child being happy and content in what they're doing and not feeling that they have to follow a certain path because that is the expectation on them and there's so many children certainly you know that I I had the privilege of teaching who did go down that path and who actually sort of got a year or two into university and they didn't finish it because they weren't happy, but they still had to contend with that debt. So I think what you said there about actually if they go to trade school and they try that and actually that works for them, potentially they're going to be in a better position than if they yeah. went to college or university and it didn't work out. Thank you for saying that. Yes. And, and like I had said before, don't hurt your kid, but like show them the hurt of money, show them the amazingness of money and compound interest. How long would it take? Not that this is what it has to be of success, but how, just for example, how long would it take someone to be a millionaire if they invested this month, a month, starting this time frame? like as a high schooler, that's why I wanted to graduate debt-free because they showed I could lay this out. I could retire if I felt like it early. That's success to me. And, and it's just showing your kid the quality of money. And I think that can connect to mental health. They feel confident in how they're handling career in life that could connect to 
I mean, it doesn't always directly, but it could indirectly connect to like body positivity and cycle syncing health and trying to always tie it back. But it's one thing that leads to the next and it's just a wholesome kid. There's an awful lot that goes into, you know, the work that you're doing in your podcast. I think that's definitely, um, and I'll get you to share away a bit more about your podcast in a second. But are there any books that parents, and I know the mums listening are going to be thinking, is there something I could give my kid? Like, is there a good book that I could put in front of them that might potentially help them? And I know you probably, you know, you're incredibly knowledgeable in this. Is there anything that jumps into your mind? Yes, like immediately. And I just read it last month and I would have suggested before others, but this one, I'm glad I read it last month to suggest because it's a story. And it's like an easy read, like a hundred pages or I don't know how much it was. Um, It's called The Latte Factor. Like you could read it too, but someone could read it and just be blown away. Like, so you're saying if instead of debt, I'd let compound interest work for me, I could take a long holiday every year and travel the world for a month. I could have this much invested. I could give money to my parents and you know, hurting family members, like the latte factor basically shows the ouch of the stressed uh, girl in New York, who's just like trying to get through life. And it never seems like there's anything past her messy desk and laptop and paycheck to paycheck. And then she gets to the point of financial freedom. I would suggest that because I think any kid willing to focusly read that I am making up words today, focusedly read that. (laughs) I did go to college, would just be inspired. That's what I would suggest. I love that you said that book because I've got a niece and she's 19. And what was it? A couple of years ago, I actually bought that book for her and gave it to her. So I love that you've said that. And I'll, um, I'll make a note of that in the show notes. So all of that being said, I think your podcast is definitely an amazing resource. So tell us a bit about where people can find you. Tell us a bit about your podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. So my podcast is called Money and Mental Peace. It includes scholarships and school hacks advice for Christian college girls to graduate debt-free. Also, it's applicable to guys and whatever too. But sometimes I talk more, I talk specifically on girl stuff and and mental health. And some of that is physical related. So if you're like, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm inspired cycle seeking and all the things like, and, and I just want my daughter or my student to get this to this point of like confidence or health mentally, physically that, that I was at. Now I admit, I don't do all the fitness stuff, but, um, I do tie some of those points in. And then we talk about steps and ways to graduate from college debt-free, like hundred percent, no loans or debt-free onward from where they're at right now. You know, if they already have loans, I'm working on creating a course that people can do it and hold up for accountability. And you can find me at just all the places. I usually suggest Apple podcasts, but it's Spotify and Google and all the things and it's just free content and free advice so if you like free stuff I appreciate you listening Uh, absolutely thank you so much for your time Cara and I'm going to put all of those links into the show notes for everybody to grab so thank you thank you for having me 
Honestly, I really wish that I could go back and have a word with my 20-something self. And I wish this kind of content was out there when I was in my early 20s, going through university, coming out the other side and going into teacher training. Now, unfortunately, I can't turn back time and go back to my early 20s. But as parents, we do have the privilege of being able to learn this stuff now from people like Cara so that we can share it with our children, so that we can help and support them to be amazing, successful human beings. So it might not apply directly to you, but if you are a mum like me, I know that in the back of your mind, you're thinking about your children's future. You're trying to set them up for success. And if you have an older teen or somebody in their early 20s, I really think you should share this podcast episode with them so that they can go and connect with Cara. She really is such an inspiring person and I love her mission and the work that she is trying to do. So make sure you go and connect with her on all the channels. You can find her links in the show notes. Have an amazing day. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you like it. Leave my mummy a review.